I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. All right, let's rock and roll. Okay. Um, I'm Jamie O'Kane, and this is the Abundant Beans uh, podcast. Um, I am the owner of Abundant Beans Tax and Accounting, where we give you the confidence that your tax and accounting are working for you and not against you. Today on the podcast, we have Tony Marganetti. Did I say it right? Yes. Close. Martinetti. Martinetti. Sorry. The Martinettis. Oh, okay. Wait, I grew up with some Martinettis. Now yeah. that you say it that way. Um, Tony is a leadership development coach, entrepreneur, idea generator, and people connector. He brings together practical experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential. Welcome. We're going to talk about the rest of your bio later. So, uh, we'll of get course, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be uh, to digging in. I love your uh, your energy. It's so it's so infectious. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap after this. <laughs> I always say that this is the extroverting I do, and then we go introvert. Mm. Uh, so, what was your first job? My first job was actually I'm gonna go way back. I could say I worked in a hardware store. Um, so that was like my first first job. My first like professional job was working at. Um, at Gillette um, as an accountant. So you and I, I you know, know, we that's why we kind of connect. I don't remember us talking about that. Yeah. Oh, so you're a recovering accountant, huh? Yes. <laughs> that's funny. So give us the rundown on your career journey. Yeah, I'm happy to. So I um, went through this this process of really exploring a lot of different fields. And I would say that I've I've had passions in many different areas. My initial passion was I was the creative child who loved to paint, draw, and do all these amazing things with, with just creative uh, outlets. Mm-hmm. And eventually got to this place where although it was, I was always awarded and re- rewarded for the work that I did, um, I had to find something that was gonna make money, if you will, uh, put food on the table. Right. Uh, and so I was driven towards a path that was going to be more lucrative. Um, I got into um, my first thing in school was going to be going to become a pre pre med major. So I was uh, studying biology and what have you. Mm-hmm. And then I switched gears into this field of like saying, okay, well, I like the sciences, but I think I need something on the business front because that's going to suit me better. So enter accounting, the world of accounting, the language of business. Um, but I, I always thought that I was going to somehow find a way to get back into marrying science and business together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've suppressed my artistic ability way down because it's like, that did not serve me. Um, and I went off into college, you know, I went to college and went to have my co-op jobs were at, um, really prestigious co-op jobs, which are these jobs that I had during college that allowed me to get really great experience right off the bat. The first job was with um, working at Gillette. I was back in the old days of suit and ties and, you know, uh, you know, I had to go into school, you know, into, uh, into work, suit and tie and all. And um, I was a young guy at the time. 
And eventually I just had this feeling that I was like, oh, this is not the thing that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. I, I had a feeling at that moment. So I started to really ask a lot of questions of people and say, what do you do for your job? It's like the person who's like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I, I call them curiosity conversations, but I started to really have these, these conversations with people to find out like, what is it, the thing that you do every day that lights you up? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you enjoy? What are the challenges that you face? And um, this exploration started to lead me in different paths and saying, I should explore different areas because mm-hmm. I don't think I want to be doing this all, all my life. Um, I eventually left this big behemoth of a company and went to a smaller company called Lotus Media, where I was mm-hmm. working in supply chain management for high-tech companies. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of interesting because I went there and I had this chance to really be part of during the dot-com boom, well, I should say bust. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really challenging to work at a company that was being like pushed into a corner by all of these big big high-tech companies like the Microsofts, the Dells and what have you. So I experienced a lot of that, um, you know, uh, how to save money, how to push back and how to create this like business that was, that was really struggling, but how to turn it around and create a better business. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a lot of fun, but it was also (laughs) quite a challenge. Eventually I found my gateway into the place where I needed to be. And this is my aha moment. I got a job working in finance um, in a biotech company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, the angel was singing. And I was like, this is <laughs> great. Because, science. Yeah, I was like, the science. And, but I also felt a little bit of this like, okay, well, what if I don't know all the things I need to know to be successful in that space? I know finance, I know accounting, I know systems. I know all these great things, but ultimately I'm gonna be working in a, in a space that I'm, I'm new to. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn what it means to do drug development because I'll That's be supporting cool. those functions. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm going a little more. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm also but, a science nerd. Yeah. So, yeah. So I basically spent a lot of time having these conversations. Like I said before, the curiosity conversations where I would sit down with like the head of clinical for a particular area. And I'd ask them like, well, tell me, like, I don't want to be the, the, you know, the bug in your ear, but I want to find out, well, what does it mean to dr- develop a drug? What are the challenges? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what keeps you up at night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And more and more, as I asked these questions, people got to know that I am a person who's very curious and cares mm-hmm. um, and comes from a very humble place. Um, and the more that I found out about their world, the better I could be to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that served me well. So I had this really great um, place to be inside of the scientific companies where That's I cool. could support them from a finance and strategy play, um, perspective. Mm-hmm. Then I'm taking in more strategic roles where I help them to, to buy assets, buy drugs, if you will, <laughs> and develop them um, mm-hmm. and continue to, to move up the ladder in these companies. Like, you know, the first one I went into and then multiple ones after mm-hmm. that. And I, I made a career of it. Awesome. Um, almost 20 years or so in that, in that, in that field, I loved what I was doing. Ultimately, there was something about what I was doing that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine, because I told you before, there's this, like, I put on the hat of the finance person, but ultimately there was this something 
below, you know, below the surface that was hiding mm -hmm. the creative person, mm -hmm. the person who loves to connect with people, the curiosity behind that, mm -hmm. that wasn't there on the surface. It was hidden by all the stuff that's analytical and um, driven by numbers. Mm -hmm. And I found myself eventually not fitting in to who I was. Yikes. Um, so I, I, I figured it out. There was many things that happened along the way. It was burnout, lots of depression and things like that, that, mm -hmm. that really triggered me into a different world. And, um, you know, eventually I found myself saying enough's enough. I need yeah. to do what really lights me up and coaching became that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say it was direct. Like you just jump in and say, I'm going to coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a just, hard, yeah. And it's always cause like people are like, hmm, coach, huh? Okay. Yeah. Tell me how that works. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like they're usually people go into the space and they think like, Oh, how, who am I to be a coach? Like, what do I, what gifts do I have? Mm -hmm. Um, part of that journey is really discovering for yourself, like who you are and having coaching experiences, having that, um, the deeper experience of who, of finding out what's underneath all of those layers mm -hmm. that you've built up. Mm -hmm finding out what's behind all of that and then saying that is what I do. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. And that's how I serve. That's how I make an impact. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Um, so I kind of took some notes while you were talking. <laughs> I want to kind of go into that. I want to go into yeah, those real please, quick because please. I just think it's really interesting. So, I mean, even with, within those businesses that you're in though, you're having these curious conversations with people and I would imagine mm when you were helping with strategy and you were helping with the finance part, you were also helping solve those problems that they yeah. probably, and that's why things worked. Right. And that's why you were turning these businesses around or helping them grow or helping them not die um, yeah. because you're having these conversations with people really kind of figuring out what are your pain points. Right. Exactly. And then solving for those with, with, within whatever your capacity was. Yeah, exactly. I was always in the capacity of like, you know, um, I was using these skills, which I didn't see them as like the skills that I would say I would use as a coach, mm -hmm. but in reality they are. They're skills like of understanding people, understanding what is driving the underlying issue. Or the decision um, making or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, in, but I, I hit it in this package of the, well, it's all about, you know, delivering a financial plan about right. delivering the presentation to the, to the board and making sure we have the right, you know, story to tell and that kind right. of thing. But when I thought about that, it felt a little more icky. It felt right. like I was doing it in, in for the sake of that's my job. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when I pull it back and I say, what I really cared about is people mm -hmm. and what, what they want and how do I get the most out of their, you know, telling what they need mm -hmm. um, is, uh, is getting out there on the surface. And that's really what was at the, the core of all of that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And that's how we do our tax planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? What are your pain points? Where do you want to go? And how do we help yeah. you get there? You know, yeah. I need to know where you want to go. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? Right. And that's what lights me up is how do I use my tax nerdiness, right? Mm -hmm. To create cash for people so that they can move forward with yeah. their lives and their businesses. You know, people are always just like, well, you do tax returns. I'm like, not really. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. not really anymore. Like, 
we use all of our tech nerdiness to push mm. push you forward and that's that's where i figured out that's what i'm good at and that takes creativity people are always like you're an accountant you're not that creative and i'm like watch me put together a tax plan <laughs> i'm pretty exactly. creative <laughs> Well, that's exactly yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, I love that you you bring this up, and if you don't mind me working off that for no, a moment, to say that I love the fact that um, well, there's every single job out there, every single you know career has the ability to be creative, mm-hmm. and I I think that through my journey, um, especially since I've become a coach, I've become to realize that there's an ability to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be put in a box, and I think. For so many years, I put myself in a box, and I think so many people do too, to -hmm. say, well, I'm a finance person. This is how I should be. Mm -hmm. This is how I should show up. And I say, forget that. (laughs) No, um, that's not how it is. Creativity should be applied anywhere you can. And Mm -hmm. every human has the ability to be creative in their own way. Mm -hmm. And And when you are, you're able to do so much. And it also creates a sense of like unlocking the inspiration of, of um, driving more of that fulfillment in your, in your job, because yeah. you find this way of saying like, this is not just this way mm-hmm. because I can do whatever I want with it. Right. You know, And that's, and I think for me, I mean, having a farm or registered tax return sounds like hell, literally just take me now. Mm. That's no, you know, I follow people who that's, I mean, that's, that's what lights them up doing as many tax returns as they possibly can. And one day is really like what lights them up, but they're Mm -hmm. creating processes and systems to make that happen. They've got schedules and like routines and that's what lights them up. And they teach other people how to do this. Yeah, You know, you could do 10, 12, whatever, how many tax returns in a day, earn all your money January through April, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. no thank you <laughs> like that's just not for me like I just know that's not for me but it is for some people mm-hmm. um but even within like the accounting industry we have so many options yeah with what we could do right and yeah. if payroll problems I have a gal that I work with who just loves her some messed up payroll here you go honey you could please by all mm-hmm. means take it <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think it's great that that's the way it is because there's some element of like each person is lit up by different things. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's finding that thing that works for you, that you uniquely do well and that you uniquely love to do. Right. And that is where the magic starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you find that you start to say, okay, well, this is when I find ways to improve upon that, mm-hmm. um, then you, you know, you can do more of it. You can do ways of doing, doing things that will bring more joy into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's getting to the underlying reason why that that is truly doing, you know, why that lights you up. Yeah. That's Um, really interesting. Yeah. So. Um, So tell us about um, Inspired Purpose Coaching. Yeah. So Inspired Purpose Coaching really came from this idea. First of all, let me tell you the, where the name came from. Mm -hmm. Um, Inspired purpose coaching is not just about, you know, my inspired purpose or your inspired purpose. It's, it's actually has to do with the fact that purpose in general comes from this connection 
to, to inspiration. Inspiration is what shows up every day and it's a communication with your soul's purpose. Um, I love to think of it that way. It's like this communication and every day when you wake up, you're, you're having more and more chances to have that communication, um, by exposing yourself to more and more things, you have a chance to see what else your purpose is trying to show up in. Um, and when you start to see that truly, um, unfold, it's not one thing, it's multiple things. Sometimes your purpose is something that will show up one day and then it'll start to, to evolve. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just say, well, my purpose is to show up every day and be the person who makes the, the most amazing financials. Now, it may be that you love financials, but you want to, that thing could evolve into something even bigger than that. Yeah, what's its, what's its impact though? The impact is that it, it creates this, this force that pulls you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it pulls you forward into that work and it, it allows you to get into that statement, state of flow. Yeah, I where love you're it. feeling as though this is what my my life is meant to be. Mm-hmm. It creates a, a sense of of I know what I'm supposed to do every day mm-hmm. because this thing has come into my life. It also allows you to say no to the other I stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been thinking recently about this thing about the inner compass where. Once you've got your purpose, it's like the thing that you point towards mm-hmm. where, um, you know, your inner compass says, this is what you're doing. This is the direction you're headed towards. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't fit into that starts to say, you know, don't do that. Don't just focus allowed. on those things. Yeah, you're blocking no. it out. yeah. So, I mean, that's what I would say is that inspired purpose um, that you know, where that, that all came from. But the work I do is really about helping people to see that they can have more than what they're currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I've really connected to this idea of, you know, people climbing their mountain um, of their career mm-hmm. and realizing that sometimes you choose the wrong path. You need a little help to, to correct course or mm-hmm. find the right mountain to be climbing. I love that. I love how your book yeah. is like about the right mountain. Yeah. Because I know I even, I'm always like, oh, wait, wrong path. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot, and a lot of us, you know, we're business owners. Like we might go down a path and be like, oh crap, how did I get here? You know, I just mm. want to do that 10 years from now and be like, wow, that was a lot of wasted time. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. I mean, the journey just... is important. I just don't mm. <laughs> can we at least be going like generally in the correct direction. <laughs> It's so, uh, the reason why I take that very seriously, it's like, I, I think about that and like, that's the thing that a lot of people who I talk to and myself included get this feeling of like, when you get to this top of the mountain and you realize that you have gotten to the top or, you know, based on some expectation that this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that it wasn't what you wanted. And you think about all the things you sacrificed to get there and, it's really uh, an unfortunate situation to be in. Doesn't mean it's the end. It just means that you have a lot of, you know, you live in regret, or you have a feeling of start over. Yeah, you think about how can you pivot? How can you create a different way? But um, if you can think of the the climb in a different way, mm-hmm. there's a there's a way to get on the right mountain. There's a way to think differently about your course. 
Mm-hmm. And part of it is really thinking not with the, that getting to the top is going to make me happy. The fulfillment is an end goal. Mm-hmm. Fulfillment is something that you come from. It's a place to, to realize that this is who I am now. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, how I'm going to be to become the person who I want to be at the end. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I'll just say the story because I think it yeah. probably fits in with how you coach. But my husband and I went to Mexico two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the first two days I was in this massive funk because I was like, my business is not where I want it to be. I have all the stuff I wanted to do. Like, I don't deserve this vacation almost. Is like kind of how like my brain was like trying to tell me all these lies about like how all my hard work is not good enough yet. Yeah. Um, and And I was just like, the hell (laughs) what why what are you doing why why are you telling yourself this story um but I think a lot of us really do like I have a goal to be a million dollar firm yeah and I could beat myself up about that every single month if I wanted to or every day if I wanted to but like if we do what fulfills us by those dollars or by those metrics or whatever, we're never going to be happy because if it's not 1 million, then it's 2 million, then it's 5 million, then it's 10 million, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what's very interesting to me is, you know, how are we impacting people? And if we're impacting people correctly, then that should just come. Yeah. I love that, you know, you put it that way because this element of like the, it's the impact that you're making the personal, um, the, the reward that you're getting now mm-hmm. is part of the place to, to be in, but it's also like, it's great to be thinking, well, I, that's what I want to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be the million dollar firm, right. but it's also thinking, where are you now? And how can you think like a million dollar firm? Think mm-hmm. like it already has happened. It's almost like the visualization and right. saying like, I'm going to be happy. Like I, like I've already arrived. Because thinking like that helps to make it so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like feeling the reward before the reward has arrived. And um, by doing so, it's attracting it. Yeah. And I know that seems a little bit esoteric, a little bit weird for the people mm-hmm. who don't grasp onto that. But in reality, those are the kind of things that really work to draw that thing in. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you help leaders and teams through change. Yes. Can you tell us, can you just kind of tell us like a little bit of what that looks like? Yes. Um, yeah, you can imagine that everyone's going through a lot of change, um, always. Yeah. And, um, the way I do it is if I'm working with teams, it's one thing versus working with, um, Mm one-on-one, the leaders themselves. Um, you know, the changes that people are navigating, it might be that they're, in a transition or they're going through a process of getting to a new, a new career. They're going through um, a transition where they're moving from one level to another mm-hmm. and they're learning to grasp onto this new role that they're in and they need to um, up-level their leadership style or change the way that they're bringing themselves to work. And so there's a lot of tactical stuff in that, but behind all of that, which is on the surface, mm-hmm is the mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Like what, who, who do I need to be to, to, to unlock that, um, that next level in my life and to navigate this next change in my business mm-hmm. or to create whatever I want to create in my life. And I'll help them to see who they need to be 
along that next, um, you know, stage. Um, and if it's something that they're creating a new change in their business and they have to bring other people along, it's how do they inspire, motivate, um, create the right teams around them mm-hmm. and ensure their teams are ready for that next stage of change. Um, so those are the things that really will be different around that. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about COVID because that's, yes. you know, the, yes. the, the thing de jour. Mm. How, how is that impacting teams? How is that impacting change? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, in every way possible you can imagine. Oh yeah. I'm watching um, my industry and I'm just like, y'all better get on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the things I've noticed is that it's obviously harder to engage with the virtual teams um, when you're virtual. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for everyone to make sure that their voices are heard. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I'll, I'll really get focused on is the people who are relatively quiet in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, the voices that don't get heard are even more silent than mm-hmm. usual. So um, I've been really keen to um, to keep an eye out for that and help leaders to unlock those conversations with people who are not being heard. So finding ways to ensure that um, they're they're heard through you know different channels or ensuring there's ways that you're uh, engaging the entire team and not just the loudest mouths in the room. Right. We love those two pe- those people too. So don't get me wrong, but it's just about having an equal voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, there's an element of accountability, but with all, but also having compassion. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, I mean, all leadership is balance and you want to be able to, to push people to stay on target, to get things done, but also have compassion for like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, their li- people's lives are completely disrupted in so many ways so how do you maintain that accountability that you know you need to get the business keep on going forward, get the teams moving forward, right. um, but also um, be compassionate for what's going on on a personal and professional basis because yeah. you can't be at the same level as you would be in the office. Yeah, it's hard. It, I mean, I've always been virtual, but like yeah. kids are here and the husband's here yep. and like, like, Dogs, y'all, cats. Y'all are in <laughs> this is my office. You're supposed to leave. Yeah. Between eight and three every day. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been, you know, and then kids are on, kids are off, kids are whatever. Thankfully, yeah. we have help with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to go to grandma's. <laughs> you know, if they're home, if they're here, but whew, it's just been a lot. Um so I think that we're probably seeing a lot more burnout right now especially like Zoom fatigue is a thing, you know, all that. Um, how are we, how are you helping leaders help their teams with burnout? Yeah, it's a, it's very important to me. This is one thing that is close to my heart um, is to ensure people aren't getting burnt out. Um, and the most important thing is communication and listening. Um, that's the starting point. I mean, there's so much more to it, but um, you have to be keeping, um, keep listening to them, hearing people's concerns, hearing where they're struggling and giving them the space to speak into the room. This is where I'm at and I need time. 
to, to, to either process something or to do something. Um, if they need some space, give them the space. So um, part of this really shows up with when leaders are modeling the way. And now more than ever, a leader needs to model the way by being vulnerable and show them that they're having the same struggles as they are. I'm just like you. Mm -hmm. I'm just as human as you are. And therefore, you know, I need time sometimes to just to relax, make sure you're getting off the screen and not on email all the time. Mm -hmm. Cause it's really hard to shut off the computer when you are home. Cause there is no clock in and clock out. There's no commute home. Um, so ultimately you have to model the way by showing them mm -hmm. um, the way to, to really take downtime seriously and self-care seriously mm -hmm. and talk about that. Self-care could be a topic that you can bring up into the room and say, how are, what are, what are the self-care routines you're using? Mm -hmm. Let's share some ideas. Let's talk about some of these things that we should be doing um, that you should be doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the more you talk about those things and make it normal to talk about, mm -hmm. and people will say like, hey, I should be doing that too. That's what other people are doing too. Mm -hmm. Make it normal. Yeah, I love that. Um, we do a little routine, um, that my coach, my coach taught me at the end, it has self-care. So every day mm. you're supposed to go through and say, what are my goals? What are my events? What are my actions? Yeah. What is, when am I done? Mm. When am I resting? When am I done with this thing or with the day? Um, and then, you know, what is my self-care? Yeah. You know, and I've got the whole team doing it now. So it's just like every day, choose the thing. Is it a walk? Is it a bath? I usually have knitting mm -hmm. on there. Um, but you know, if we're all saying what we're going to, you know, do and we can like physically check stuff off too, yeah. it's like really helpful for people. <laughs> you can, you can even gamify it, which is kind of fun. I've heard, I've heard this before where like people are like, you know, if it's a walk, like, Hey, you know, post a picture of yourself walking or like, you know, post yourself, post your picture of self-care. Mm -hmm. you know, and that way it's like the team can all say like, oh, here I am cooking like something like a treat mm -hmm. or here I am doing something. If that's your idea of self-care, then yeah, that's awesome. That looks like, yeah, I think, I think that more than anything, people have gotten away from the thought that self-care is like an entire day at the spa or two weeks of vacation. Yeah. Like self-care is things we do daily that don't yeah. have to cost anything. Exactly. I love that you brought that up because it looks different for everybody. It does. Uh, I talked to some people and literally had a conversation last week with a, v a venture capitalist who was like, uh, I don't, you know, I don't relax like other people. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of relate to that. Like, like some people relaxing means like sitting at the couch on the couch and relaxing, like completely vegging out. Mm -hmm. But for her, it was like, I relax, like empty the dishwasher. And that's, totally fine. Like if you want to empty the dishwasher and listen to some music on your iPod, go for it. <laughs> because then it doesn't have to happen in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Um, actually doing this whole challenge uh, with my friend MMT. Um, she does a self-care challenge. Um, and she really kind of rephrases is just like, she's like, your only requirement is that you make your bed every day because then you mm. have a nice bed to get in every day, every night yeah. or whenever you sleep and you can make it like the second before you get in, if you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you're like taking care of yourself by like giving yourself smooth sheets. Really? Like, right. That. Like, you know, one of my self-care things that I need to take care of is I need to call my insurance this week and talk to them mm. about one of my prescriptions. 
and I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. But we could be calling the dentist as our self-care. So, mm. you know, what is the self-care that, what does it look like for you? And it's really that reframing of it, you know, exactly. and for some, and, you know, for me, self-care looks like getting an oak, some good solid workouts every week. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I mean, less cray. Less cray. <laughs> less, I'm less bound to like want to hurt people. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, as I'm long gonna... as it's something that's a departure from your work, I think that's yes. a key thing is like, you have to think about it as like, you know, are you stepping away from the computer in mm -hmm. doing something besides, you know, the same position of sitting and typing away in your computer like you normally do? Mm -hmm. Then it's, it's considered, you know, your own mode of, of self-care. Mm -hmm. so. But for some people, inbox zero might be their self-care. Mm. Not coming, you know, clearing it out. Yeah. It all goes bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is for me every Friday. It's got to be gone. Yeah. And that might just be, I mean, I snoozed it to next, next week. <laughs> and then I came in Monday morning, I'm like, well, crap. But at least I wasn't thinking about it over the weekend because I <laughs> knew it wasn't sitting in my, in my inbox. Um... All right. So tell us about your book. Yes. So my book is called um, Climbing the Right Mountain. Mm -hmm. And the byline is navigating your journey to an inspired life. And that the byline is still in the process. So I don't like to commit too much to it. Um, it's being self-published. It's going to come out um, probably late spring. Uh, that's about, that's what I'm targeting. Still in the process of putting it all together. And I'm really excited about it. It's a journey that I've been going on to share really the tools and tools people can use to, to check in with themselves mm -hmm. on where they are, how to know if they are on the right mountain mm -hmm. and really understand their way to, to getting more fulfillment in their lives. I love uh, it. So that's really what I'm, I'm putting out, out in the world. And I'm really excited about it because I think people need to be living a life that's more in tune with what they truly want and not what society has prescribed for them, mm -hmm. uh, which we often fall victim to. Yeah. So. I keep asking my kids, I'm like, so what's all, what problems do you want to solve? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what you want to be. You don't know what you want to be. There's so, so many things we like every once in a while, I'll be like, that's a job. Somebody else tell me what they do. I'm like, that's a job. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we just don't know what we don't know. And the possibilities are exactly. endless, yeah. you know? Yeah, keeping it open and and really and being open is a real big part of this. So um, I think it's it's great to have that perspective. Mm -hmm. So and then you also have a podcast, and we'll drop all the links of all this in the in the description yeah. box. But tell us about the podcast. I'm actually going to be on the podcast. Yes, tomorrow. I'm excited. At date of re at date of recording, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Yes, uh, the podcast is called the Virtual Campfire, and the Virtual Campfire is a podcast where we bring people on to share their stories about how they've gotten to where they are today mm -hmm. and their journey um, of transformation. You know, really, what are the things that have really brought their story to life? Um, I call them flashpoints. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why I chose that, obviously, is there's an element of fire that goes along with flashpoints. Always. But um, this, the great thing about it is that there's, everyone has these points in life where they they come to this place where they say, I need to make a change. There's something about the way that I'm operating right now mm -hmm. that needs to, to change. Be this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And sometimes those flashpoints can be very dramatic. Like, I mean, I've had people on the show who have been dark places and, you know, Mm. sometimes it's suicidal or sometimes it's, you know, cancer or what have you. And then they just, you know, come from that place and they've turned around. And sometimes it's just simply, yeah, I learned, you know, when I was in school that this is not what I wanted anymore. Like it it was just not the right path. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, they're all beautiful and, and they're all great, um, insights that we can share for people to hear. And I'm just so grateful to have, um, the people who come on the show and share their insights. And so fun. Yeah, it is. It's been a great journey. We can share the love of being podcast hosts. Yes. I've learned more by being a podcast host, you know, the last few years than I've learned in the last 40. It's true. It's true. It really is a lot of fun. All right. Um, before I ask my last question, what is the easiest way for people to find you? The easiest way is on my website and mm-hmm. it's inspiredpurposecoach.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also available on like all the channels, social media all channels, LinkedIn. You got it. All the but, socials. Uh, yeah. You get me on the um, website and you can unlock a whole bunch of stuff from there. So. <laughs> all right. Um, what is the one thing every leader should be doing today to inspire their team? Oh, I love that. Um, asking them a question that really cuts to the core of who they are. Mm-hmm. It's an honest, ask them a deep question. Like, what is it that you, that you would like more than anything else mm-hmm. to come out of this year? I love it. Um, hold on. I have to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just going to dead, dead air right now for just a second. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Ah, Tony, thank you so much for your time today. It was really yeah, fun. No, thank It's been my pleasure. I like, <laughs> I really enjoyed hanging with you. You know, like I said, you have great energy. It's just I'm so excited cool. to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Now I'm like, what are my flashpoints? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Right, I'm, just be, show up. I'm going to be awake. I'll be laying awake last tonight. Like, No pressure. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.